Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. From an undisclosed broadcasting location. This is a test. For the next 60 seconds, this station will conduct a test of the emergency broadcast system. America, here comes the relief from the pain. Unapologetically, this is Lock and Load with Bill Frady. Number three, this is Lock and Load, and we're going to finish the day up by having another discussion with Dean Weingarten, because it's always fun. How you doing, sir? I am doing very well, thank you. Yeah. So, let's kick off with the Florida, Florida moves to legalize self-defense against bear attacks, which I take it Florida has bear attacks. They do. Yeah. Um, I looked at the Florida website and they said there were, uh, oh, let's see, over the last 20 years, they had about 37 incidents where contact was made between a bear and a human and a human bear contact. So, of course, they had a lot more incidents than that where people scared off the bear or killed the bear or, you know, dogs drove it off or they did damage and it wasn't considered an attack and so on. But the population of bears in Florida has gone up from, well, way back in 74, it was about 300 to 500. Uh, in, in 2002, it was estimated at about 2,600. And in 2014, it was estimated at about 4,300. But there hasn't been an estimate since 2014-15. Right. So by my calculations and looking at the official numbers out of Florida, the bear population there has been increasing by about 4% a year, uh, at least since 2002. And it's gone up 10x in about 50 years. So it's definitely increasing exponentially. Um, and so are the number of uh, contacts with people or conflicts with people because both the Florida population is increasing and the Florida bear population is increasing. And the bears have been protected since 1994. They're considered a threatened species. So you're not allowed to shoot them. You, you, you have, you're supposed to get permission from the Florida Fish and Game before you take any action. And otherwise, they will look uh, at uh, the circumstances and they might not charge you if you shoot a bear in self-defense. And because the number of incidents are increasing... A legislator in northern Florida introduced a bill that said if you reasonably fear for your life or the life of somebody else or your pet or 
if damage is being done to a dwelling, you're allowed to uh, shoot a bear. Now, you can't cheat the bear, and you have to call up Florida Fish and Game within, oh, let's see, 24 hours, and then they're supposed to take the bear away, which is fine, and you don't have to dispose of a bear. And uh, it sounded pretty reasonable to me. Still does. I mean, up until the 1960s, nobody would have questioned your ability to shoot a bear that was endangering you, your pets, your livestock, or your buildings or property in general. But they passed this uh, act making bears a threatened species in Florida, and then they made them even more protected, and now they're starting to become pests again. Bears were always thought of as pests up until the 1950s or 60s. But we became so effective at um, taking care of problem bears. And in addition, the human population had expanded so much that the number of bears had, had become uh, much less. And then in 1974 and four, there were only about 300. So now there's more than 10 times that many. And they're starting to become a pest again. And you have this what I consider fairly modest legislation allowing people, if a bear threatens them or their pets, and that's important because uh, bears will kill pets pretty easily, or their dwelling, they're allowed to take care of the problem. If they act unreasonably, they can still be charged. But the burden is on the state. The proof was unreasonable with this bill. Now, I found some interesting data about the number of bears that are killed in Florida every year in vehicle collisions. So this is when, you know, the bears often are moving at dawn or dusk, and they're black, and they tend to blend in with a roadway, and they don't understand cars as well as we do. And it can cause quite a bit of damage, too, if you hit a bear with your car. And in 2020, 276 bears were reported as being killed in car collisions in Florida. And in 2021, 280 died. And 2022, 286. So that's quite a few bears being killed by car collisions. We're looking... From the way I see the records, it appears that maybe 30 bears would be killed in uh, self-defense or in defensive incidents in Florida in a year. So it's just a small fraction of the number of bears that are being killed by cars right. or with cars. Right. And then I found some research studies on how many bears are killed by other bears. Most of these are with adult male bears that uh, kill bear cubs and sometimes female bears. And it appears that just about every year, half of the cubs that are killed, or half the cubs that die, which is about half of the cubs generally, uh, are killed by adult male bears. 
and eaten. And there's also a significant number of female bears, sows, that where adult male bears don't den as much as females, because the females den in part give birth and they have their cubs, they will predate on female bears and cubs and they'll find the den female bears and kill and eat them and the cubs too. And it's not a rare phenomena because I found it mentioned in three different research papers, all of which are dealing with relatively small numbers of in the neighborhood of 50 bears or so. So, and this is just one year. So if you have three research papers that maybe total 150 bears and you've got three to four sows in dens being killed by male bears, that's not rare. It's a significant percentage. So my point is, is that the few bears that become habituated to humans and learn to uh, threaten humans and eat uh, food put out by humans in terms of like garbage or tear open doors and go after refrigerators or to kill pets. That's just a small number of the total bears in Florida. And if you allow those bears to be shot, it's going to sh cut down the number of conflicts you have between humans and bears. Let me get you to hold right there. And it won't make a significant difference. Hang on right there, if you will. Talking to Dean Weingarten, talking about the bears in Florida. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. such thing as a fair fight and we bring the unfair advantage that is the 2011 platform dominate at staccato we know the most important gun you own is the one that you're carrying when you're facing that threat to life and freedom win we want you to enter that objective confident that you are carrying the best gun in a gunfight no compromise no sacrifice staccato2011.com stand ready to face down the darkness with 2011 at Chambers Custom, we have one job. We strive to build the most obsessively reliable, accurate, and beautiful pistols for the discriminating gun owner. Using the ageless 1911 design with a 21st century approach to each part and component, Chambers Custom meticulously begins each pistol as a standalone project, creating a bespoke, handcrafted, peerless firearm. They integrate all of the internal, external, and intrinsic elements that make a custom 1911 unique. Go to ChambersCustom.com. Chambers Custom, truly the mechanical advantage. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. 
Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. February is Heart Month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523. 800-284-0523. Welcome back. This is Lock and Load. We're talking to Dean Weingarten, talking about the Bears of Florida. Yes, and I'd like to mention something about these statistics because there's some little quirks that people should realize when they're thinking about these numbers. One is that they don't count cubs in the population of bears. Uh, They say it's hard to do because they can't be certain about getting fur in their hair traps to do genetics, and and of course, a lot of it is because about half of cubs are killed in their first year of life. And then a certain percentage of uh, them don't make it from the first year to the second year. But of those half that are killed in the first year of life, half of them are killed by male bears. Right. And so that's in the... Uh, in the statistics, female bears make up about adult, of adult bears make a little more than half of the bear population. And in any given year, half of those are pregnant and have cubs. They only have cubs about every other year. So 
that would be roughly 25% of the bear population. And on average, they have two cubs. Well, when you consider that 25% of the bear population is having two cubs, those two cubs then become equal to about 50% of the bear population. So if you have 4,000 bears, I'm rounding off, in Florida, and 2,000 of them are females, and uh, 1,000 of those have cubs, you're going to have about 2,000 cubs a year. And half of those are going to be killed by female by uh, male bears. So that's about 1,000 bears a year that are killed by male bears when they predate on cubs. And we don't know how many female bears are going to be killed in any given year by male bears, but it's probably in the neighborhood of about 100 as a best guess. So maybe one-tenth as many as uh, as cubs are killed. But that's, that's a lot of bears. Yeah. And it isn't humans that are killing them off. Now, it would not make a difference if female bears killed as many cubs as male bears. But it's very one-sided. It's almost all adult males that are killing cubs. So if you reduce the population of adult male bears, more cubs are going to survive, and your population of bears is going to increase more rapidly. And guess what? Hunting just happens to selectively take out big male bears. So a regulated hunting season where hunters go after the biggest bears will actually tend to help your population increase. You know, as long as you don't kill everything off, uh, male bear doesn't take 50% of the bear population of male bears to keep impregnating the female bears. So, as a regulated conservation system, uh, sport hunting where people try to get the biggest bears generally produces somewhere between 15. 20% surplus bears every year that can be harvested. So when you're looking at a few, you know, 30 bears, 30 problem bears, which are mostly male, by the way, that are taken out in defensive situations, it just doesn't have any significant effect on the bear population. It may actually help the bear population increase. So I hope that wasn't too too obscure of mathematics for people. Yeah. But it's not too hard to understand if you got to put it in terms of uh, somebody I encountered when doing my research. If you got big, mean daddy bears killing cubs, that's a different thing than just killing cubs for uh, sport purposes. So by law, people aren't allowed to kill cubs but they can kill the big, mean daddy bears. The bears in uh, Florida are all black bears, right? Yeah, they're all black bears in Florida. I mean, they might be different color phases. When I've looked at the pictures, and there's quite a few online of, different, of Florida bears, right. all of the ones I've seen have been the black phase 
of black bears. But across the country, there's cinnamon-colored black bears, and and there's, uh, you know, various shades of brown-colored black bears. And even in a few places, you get some almost white black bears, <laughs> as strange as that might seem. Um, but uh, so there's a lot of different color faces, but they're all the same species. Well, the reason I ask now in Florida, I presume the whole idea that a black bear that attacks a human is being predatory. Is that whole true? Well, what you have in Florida is that these bears are getting into uh, residential areas. They're learning to eat garbage and cat food, dog food, whatever's out there. And they find that humans are not a threat. Now, most bears are relatively shy, and they don't like the idea of being around humans because over many, many, many generations, you know, black bears that became habituated humans just got killed. So you have a small percentage of bears that are getting into human areas. And because there's lots of humans around, and of course, bears have incredible sense of smell, so they know there's lots of humans around. And they encounter humans every now and then, but they're protected. So the humans never do anything bad to the bears. So the bears just learn that humans are not a threat. And as they um, get bolder and bolder, they, they start breaking into, um, you know, what we would call Arizona Rome, a porch or garages right. or houses. And when they do those things, they're much more of a threat to the humans because the humans are going to take, uh, they're not going to say, it's okay for you to just break into my house and open up my refrigerator and eat all my stuff. And so the bears just become more dangerous because they're likely to attack a human in those circumstances. Now, most of the time, I, I have not read of predatory attacks where the bear deliberately stalks a human and uh, attacks them in Florida. But there have been a number of cases where people have been mauled pretty badly by bears um, just because the bear thought a human was in the way. Or yeah, yeah. or maybe he thought that the, it's hard to get inside a bear's mind. Yeah. He might have thought that... Uh, I'm going to exert uh, dominance over this creature. Well, hang on right there, if you wouldn't be so kind. Dean, this article ripped straight from the pages of Amoland.com. Dean has well over 2,400 others like it. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. At MGS, we have what it takes to reinvent yourself. With a curriculum designed to balance work, family, and a gun repair education, MGS provides the gateway into one of the fastest-growing segments of the gun industry. Modern Gun School's mission is to provide high-quality distance education using time-tested materials and hands-on projects designed to develop a proficiency in both the technique and the business of gunsmithing. Go to MGS.edu. MGS Trade School. Your future is waiting. 
Darren Tactical Innovations is the ultimate one-stop shop for all your competition, law enforcement, and military needs. Home of the weapons of WIC. Now featuring the new Pit Viper, Terran is the one who trained the one. And he is Hollywood's go-to for taking the weapons and training to the next level. His legacy of championship wins, spanning across decades, is due to his uncompromising dedication to perfection. These innovations are now offered to you at TerranTactical.com. USA News Update. The United States is advocating for a temporary ceasefire in Gaza that includes the release of hostages held by Hamas. State Department spokesman Matthew Miller emphasized that an unconditional pause in fighting without the release of hostages only benefits Hamas. The U.S. is gearing up to impose significant new sanctions on Russia following the passing of Russian opposition figure Alexei Navalny. What I came to tell you was, I told you we'd be announcing sanctions on Russia. We'll have a major package announced on Friday. President Biden says the sanctions aim to hold Russia responsible for Navalny's death and for its actions during the conflict in Ukraine. President Biden's brother James Biden will testify before lawmakers as part of the Republican-led impeachment inquiry into the president on Wednesday. James Biden is set to undergo a deposition with members of the House Oversight Committee. John Schaefer, USA News. Radio? Why should I advertise on radio? There's nothing to look at, no pictures. Listen, you can do things on radio you couldn't possibly do on TV. That'll be the day. All right, watch this. Okay, people, and now when I give you the cue, I want the 700-foot mountain of whipped cream to roll into Lake Michigan, which has been drained and filled with hot chocolate. Then the Royal Canadian Air Force will fly overhead, towing a 10-ton maraschino cherry, which will be dropped into the whipped cream for the cheering of 25,000 extras. All right, cue the mountain. Now, you want to try that on television? Well... You see, radio is a very special medium because it stretches the imagination. Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. back this is lock and load talking to dean weingarten you've taken a look at the uh 
the South Carolina minutia, which seems to be surrounding our attempts to get permitless slash constitutional carry. What'd you find out? Yeah. Well, it's, I, I find it interesting to dig into the details of these legislative actions because almost invariably what you find out are personalities are extremely important. And for whatever reason, you'll have a legislator who just thinks it's a bad idea to have constitutional carry or has prejudice. A lot of it, I think, is simply people think they're so much smarter than everybody else. And so they don't want anybody else to be able to carry weapons around because those people are dumb. I really think that's a large part of this push to prevent people from having access to weapons. And South Carolina, the legislature there, they have been trying to pass a constitutional carry bill for at least a decade. Actually, it's longer than that. And I've been looking at it, and it's interesting because the dynamics in the House of South Carolina is that they passed the bill readily, I think, for at least 10 years. And the last time, it was like almost a... A a two-and-a-half, almost three-to-one margin. So there's no problem getting it past the House. The House leadership is for it, and it just sails through. But then it goes to the Senate. And what we've seen is the Senate majority leader, whose uh, name is uh, Massey, uh, he doesn't really like permitless carry very much. I don't think he likes open carry much either. No. I mean, that's just from what I, my reading, I have not talked to him directly. Um, but what he said and quotes from him, that's the way it comes across. So a pretty good bill. I call, I thought it was a pretty good, a clean, I'd say a clean bill for permanent carry passed the house this, uh, actually last year. But the way the legislature is set up in, uh, South Carolina, a bill can go from one year to the next yeah. in the same legislative session. <laughs> yeah, never ending. I, I mean, it's not always, but it's for a two-year session. And so the bill went over to the Senate, and the Senate proponent of the bill, oh, gosh, I got his name on the tip of my tongue there. Martin, um, Shane Martin. Yeah, Martin. Uh, he managed to get it out of, the Judiciary Committee. Which, that's, and the ju- that's huge. It's huge, because that's where it was being killed every year. The person who is chairman of the Judiciary Committee, I think it's Luke um, Rankin? Yes, sir. And he doesn't like constitutional carry either. Nope. Now, the Senate has, oh gosh, let's see, about 30 people in it. What's the, do you know the number? I, it's, I think it's I th- it's more closer to the 40s, but I don't know the exact number. Okay, let's say it's 40. Yeah. Of those 40, most of them, I think about three quarters, are Republicans. And, but of those about roughly 30 Republicans, there's about five or six who don't like the idea of constitutional carry. But one of them is the majority leader. Massey, and another one is the head of the Judiciary Committee, Rankin. Right. And so what would happen is they would always put the constitutional carry bill 
in the Judiciary Committee, and Rankin would just refuse to have a vote on it. Well, this year, um, they were able to get the uh, bill out of Rankin's committee by having the House uh, president, and I think that's uh, Davy Hoyt there. Yes. Uh, he, he managed to allow a, uh, a vote on taking it out of the committee. Now, that's not common. It took some. I don't know what the deals were made. That was uh, that was that was some that was some legislative jujitsu. It was, and uh, so um, and that was. Um, oh gosh, he's a great guy. How come I can't think of his name? The guy in in the Senate who was pushing it, Shane Martin. Um, Martin, Martin, right? Martin managed to get it out of there, which I give him a lot of credit. That took, that was the key to get it out of the Senate, because the Senate, it's an election year for everybody in the Senate, and most of the Republicans were not willing to vote against constitutional care. But Massey and Rankin voted against it. But it still got out of the Senate. But they managed to put in some poison pills. One of them was that if you if you're, had a gun that was stolen or lost, it had to be reported within 10 days, and that may sound innocuous, but the problem with it is that that is part of setting up a registration system so that the government knows where all the guns are. Um, and I go into detail on that other articles, but the reason you don't want to have it required that you report a gun as lost is so the government can't say, well, you never reported the gun lost, so you're guilty of a felony if it's lost now and you don't have it. So anyway, they got it out of the Senate committee, but they put in these poison pills, one about reporting losses. They increased penalties for people who did not have permits if there was if there was in a gun crime. And there were a couple other things that were not very pretty in the bill. I still thought it was an, an acceptable incremental move forward. But uh, Gun Owners of America and some other agencies said this is not acceptable, and they pushed hard on the people in the House, and the House said, no, we're not going to accept those amendments from the Senate. So they sent the bill back to the Senate, the original bill, without the amendments. And what that means is the Senate could have voted and taken that bill, but they decided not to. But because it already been through the Judiciary Committee, it didn't have to go through the Judiciary Committee again. Right. And since both the House and the Senate had passed versions of the bill, the procedure then is for it to go to a conference committee. And in a conference committee, three senators are appointed to the conference committee and three uh, House members are appointed to the conference committee. Now, of the three, now this is from my reading of procedure online about South Carolina uh, legislative procedures, okay? And of the three senators that are appointed, two of those are appointed by the president of the Senate. Right. Now, the president is, is not the same as the majority leader. So it, it wouldn't be Massey who'd be making these that 
choice of two people, um, it would be Daddy Hoyt. Uh, he ought. I, I'm mispronouncing his name. I feel bad about it. But he's not the same person. And then one of those three would be uh, chosen by the Senate committee the bill went through, which would be the Judiciary Committee. So apparently Luke Rankin gets to choose one of the three senators going into this conference committee. Hmm. And I don't believe the senators have been appointed yet. They may have, because this is happening fairly quickly. Um, but in the House, I have been told that three House members are already appointed. So it goes to conference committee, and then the people in the conference committee try to work out a compromise between the House bill and the Senate bill. Let me get you to hold right there. I love this discussion. This is uh, this is also at Amalan.com, and uh, we're going to continue this when we get back, bringing, bringing the, what I know to this. Talking to Dean Weingarten, we'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. That's 800-670-0946. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. February is Heart Month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, 
bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. It's easy to see. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines. Instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families, we all know something big is coming. And that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming more self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, and they make it easy for you to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure some emergency food kits. There's a dozen to choose from that contain tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. My Patriot Supply also sells large solar generators, gravity-powered water filtration systems, heirloom seeds for your garden, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items will ship that same day. Time is short. Prepare today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Last time on the firing line. This is Lock and Load. We have been talking to uh, Dean Weingarten. We're talking about South Carolina and their quest for permitless carry, which uh, is beginning really, quite honestly, to seem like an exercise in futility. But uh, we were getting to the meat of the crux of the matter. Well, I think it's got a good chance of passage this year. Because even though it's, it's going to the conference committee, but even Massey has said there's a lot of interest in passing it. And even if they put in some of what the Senate was asking for in the amendment, they probably won't get all of that put in. And it still leaves, I think, a, a reasonably acceptable incremental movement forward. Now, I, as I said, I don't know who the senators are that have been appointed to or that will be appointed to the uh, conference committee. But I have gotten names for the House committee, and maybe you know something about these House members. The names I have received are Kasky, B.J. Cox, and Bamberg. Don't know. Okay. Don't know. So we, we have, I mean, it's not like it's stymied. Once it's in, once they decide to go to a conference committee, there are rules that prevent that from easily being just derailed, I believe. Um, because both of them have agreed that they want to pass a version of this bill. Right. And Massey in the Senate has said in an article I read where he was quoted, that he expected them to come up with movement and, and to reach a compromise before April, because April is when the primaries occur in South Carolina and the people would want to be on record as passing this bill. I mean, the last part I put in there, but 
He said April, and he said because of the primary. Right. So if you are a Republican, you would generally want to be on record as passing the bill, not um, obstructing it. Now, we also have the governor, uh, McMaster's. Last year, when this bill passed the House, he said he would sign a constitutional carry bill if it passed. But, of course, it had to get through the Senate. Right. Well, now we have a version through the Senate in which McMaster's, what I am I have read, wanted some of the amendments put in that were put in by the Senate, and particularly uh, Senate Majority Leader Massey. Um. And uh, Governor McMaster has put out some tweets saying, you know, people want stronger provisions against criminals who have guns. And, and that's, you know, what he wants. He wants some of that in this bill. But it's, it's only uh, February. So, and it appears to me from what I see is that the Republicans in the South Carolina legislature are feeling some heat about getting this passed from their constituents. Right. So I think if I had to put odds on it, I'd give it about a 75% chance that some kind of constitutional or permitless carry will get passed this year. And I think McMaster's would sign it because he said he would sign it earlier and he doesn't want to have the stigma that he killed. Right. Well, what they're talking about is Amendment 36. And Amendment 36 is is an interesting little piece of uh, legislative stupidity. Um, so they Amendment 36 states that if you have a permit and you committed a crime with a gun, the penalty for committing a crime with a gun is less than if you commit a crime with a gun and you don't have a permit. Right. Now, this is the part that the governor wants, because he says this would do something to stop the revolving door of gun crime. Right. Which, uh, but we're not talking about gun crime here. We're talking about permitless carry. Nobody would get in his way about, you know, trying to stop gun crime, so-called gun crime. I mean, you know, I'm not one of these guys that gets out there and I, I'm, I'm not a big believer in gun crime. I'm a, I'm a big believer in uh, trying to stop crime. all violence. Exactly. That's a good point. Yeah. Because that's the left's game. They try to frame the debate about guns instead of about crime. And they try to tie the two together so that people equate guns and crime. Right. Um, so that's a, a good point for you to bring up. And yes, I think that McMaster's is pushing for something like that. But I think he could be satisfied with a change in just uh, maybe increasing the penalty for uh, uh, prohibited persons carrying guns. I mean, that's the type of compromise that can be worked out in a conference committee. I'm not saying it will happen. Right. But I'm saying those things are possible. It, you don't have to go with just the complete Amendment 36 or not, that's what a conference committee is all about, is about hashing out compromise. So, well, and besides, there, there's quite a bit of pressure from constituents on Republicans in South Carolina to get it done. 
Well, there's some, but I mean, uh, in the, uh, right now we've got like the Palmetto gun rights, which I don't know anything about them. Right. And I find, I find that interesting that I've lived in this state all of my life and I do a syndicated radio show about gun rights and I don't know about the state's gun rights organization. I find that very interesting. Um, yeah. So what is this? I never heard of them either. Yeah. They have come out and they have said, uh, that this is, uh, this is not a good, this is not a good bill. Just sort of like North Carolina, what, what happened in North Carolina. Uh, and, yeah. uh, uh, having said that, they, uh, you know, they also got out there and threatened the House members. It would not vote for what came out of the Senate with, um, or maybe it was the other way. I, either way, they threatened them with grading them. Which, oh gosh, horrible! That, that, I mean, no, I'm, that's I'm not conducive to, to to moving along some legislation at all. That's not conducive at all. Well, you can it can seriously be counterproductive, right? Because uh, a lot of these people in South Carolina, in the House, were looking at this bill and saying, "Hey, we got you know two thirds of what we want. Let's take it." Right. And I tend to agree with the incremental approach, but and I think you could easily get that out of the committee but yeah if you get people that are abusive and uh uh rub the the legislators the wrong way they might vote against it just out of uh, anger at being threatened yeah but it can go both ways it could i mean a lot of it depends how the presentation is done right um and i don't know is do you know if this Palmetto um, gun rights group is uh, related to NAGR, the uh, National Association of Gun I do Rights? Not. I do not. Because uh, they have been accused of some of this heavy-handed tactics that they, people believe backfired in other states. Now, I, I think this is, you know, in, in North Carolina at the 11th hour as Paul Vallone was getting ready to shove one through there. They came in there and swooped in and said, this is a bad bill. Nobody should vote for it. And it, it died. Yeah. And Valone is, gosh, he has to be one of the best yeah. strategists about getting legislation through I've ever met. The man is just brilliant. He's written a book about it. Yep. Uh, and it's very good. I did a review on Amelad, uh on that book. So, uh, yeah, but I, if, when you're going against Valone, you're going the wrong way. Yeah. In my opinion. That, 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 that turns out to be, that can be very bad for you sometimes. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I, so I, I guess, I guess we're, <laughs> we're, 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 I guess we're just going to have to wait and see what we get out of this. Um, because it is definitely in the middle of, uh, whatever it's going to be as it grows up. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, at this particular moment, it is up in the air, but this is this is further than a constitutional carry bill has ever gotten. In yeah, it is. It is. It's uh, the mere fact that it got out of the Senate is miraculous. But it's all down to the fact of how they got it out of the out of the, uh, out of the committee. But before we run out of time, thank you very much for taking the time to join me today. You're welcome. Yes, sir. Always good to have Dean in here. Always good to have his his. Uh, well, his, his analysis, I like the analysis. That's always good stuff. And as for me, I'll be back in about 21 hours. And between now and then, you should always remember this. It has never been 
about gun control. Not once, not ever. It has been, it's always going to be about total control. This has been Lock and Load. Holster.com, the home of DeSantis Quality Built American Made Products for 45 plus years. Supporting police and government contracts from first responders to responsible citizens. Holster.com is your source for quality American made leather and Kydex holsters for the armed American. For concealed carry or open carry, Holster.com has what you need. We didn't invent concealment, we perfected it. Go to Holster.com now and buy a DeSantis holster today. years, Aero Precision has paved the way as a leading manufacturer of American-made AR parts. Aero Precision caters to the rifle builder by engineering quality receivers, hand guards, and other essential parts. Aero Precision's added enhancements create a smooth build process from start to finish for beginners and seasoned builders. Whether this is your first rifle or your 50th, Aero Precision offers everything you need to make a quality AR at an affordable price. Have you heard the warning from the dead doctors don't lie guy? I'm talking about Dr. Joel Wallach. He says if you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol or high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, or other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. That's what he says. He has a free lecture revealing what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in his free lecture called Deadly Recipe. You want it free? Call him toll-free at 855-79-YOUNG. You ready? 855-79-YOUNG. Dr. Joel Wallach, the dead doctors don't lie guy says there's no reason why we shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there.